1: We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat.
0: Mmm, bacon.
1: How do we open again?
0: I don't remember.
1: Hey, (laughs) everybody. It's the Tactical Kitchen Show, back from the dead episode.
0: Oh my gosh, this is like episode 95, or we could do like a season 2, episode 1. I don't know what we're doing.
1: I have no idea what's going on. I don't on. even
0: know where we've been. Who are we? I don't know.
1: Then that's what we've been thinking about. Who are we? Who we've, am I?
0: Yeah, we've had a long pandemic vacation.
1: Yeah, we've got a lot of questions. Hey, hey, what are you guys doing? Why are you not broad, broadcasting anything?
0: I know. And you know, we took a break for the summer and that just bled on over into September and then really, you know, having everybody, there's just 3 of us here at home, but just having everybody here, having school being done online, there was just oh, somebody didn't turn off their phone. That would also be me too. <laughs> so,
1: well, the other reason and the kind of reason we just we decided we we wanted to take a break was just focus. Right. Who are we? You know, everybody has been dealing with the whole pandemic thing, and it's very uh, difficult to maintain focus on normal day-to-day things when you have everybody from the media pushing on you This how horrible this pandemic is.
0: Yeah, and a lot's happened really over the last few months with us. Like, really? I mean, your dad, (laughs) his dad, we thought he was like, we thought he had COVID. We thought he was like, "Yep." I didn't know if he was going to be okay.
1: Oh, we went through a huge episode where we really didn't think he was going to make it.
0: Turns out it wasn't
1: COVID. Nope. It was West Nile.
0: Yeah. Who knew you could get sick with other things during a pandemic? <laughs> I thought we could only get COVID. I didn't realize we could get regular sick and also other debilitating viruses. Yeah.
1: So that was a huge, uh scary episode that he's still recovering from. and. And we learned a lot from that. We learned a lot, you know, what to uh, look for for West Nile. How doctors pretty much won't listen to you when you when you inquire about things or talk to you when you want to talk to them.
0: And it was so frustrating happening during a pandemic because no one could go up to see him, visit him, anything. No,
1: we were totally stuck. You couldn't go into his room. It was horrible.
0: Yeah. So I know you sat with him for like hours at the emergency room. I think it was like seven hours in the emergency room. But then when they take him back to his room. They're like, oh no, you can't go. Well, I've been here for like seven hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can sit in the ER for seven hours, but I can't go to his room and see him.
0: It was crazy. We know you've all been dealing with this stuff, and enough enough of that ranting, I guess. Yeah,
1: but that, and that's just some of the you know things that kind of happened yes. over the summer, and and honestly, for us, it was a pretty good summer.
0: It was. It was a great summer. We didn't really go anywhere or do anything. We did a couple of things, like we did do. Um, we've been doing a few CrossFit nutrition seminars, or at CrossFit gyms, we do keto nutrition. It's not affiliated with CrossFit, but
1: right. So going to uh, gyms of people that you know that we know that own them, and and just having the conversation about CrossFit and keto or carnivore or just you know diet in general, what what they are looking for, for, uh, you know, performance. And, you know, I know they talk about weight loss as well, but when we go to CrossFit gyms, we talk about performance.
0: I'm just going to say right off the bat here that I've had all this time off just working with my clients and I've discovered something. I'm not a weight loss person. I don't really flow in that. Like I have, you know, clients, long-term clients who, who want to lose weight, and when when we talk a lot about weight loss, I'm just like, yeah, but how's your digestion? I mean, I find myself, because I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, that's not my first goal is to get somebody to lose weight, but, you know, I always believe it's a side benefit that happens, Anyway, if you have a problem pooping, I can get you pooping like a rock star. But if you have a certain amount of weight to lose, that's, you know, it'll happen, but a lot of people become I've noticed it's it's just a real impatience problem that that I see with not my own clients but people in general when it comes to weight loss and and that's why I leave the weight loss stuff to other people.
1: And I think that's a great point because we talked about a lot of the time over the summer, us trying to figure out really what we're about and kind of, you know, sometimes what we want to project. And, and we uh, give questions a lot about, hey, how do I lose weight? Can I do keto for weight loss? And we're of the mind that we are, we're health coaches. Yeah. and and we are trying to coach people into health. I'm, we don't want to coach you into weight loss because they're two not always two different things. A lot of time if you're healthy, weight loss will come, but it's it takes more to get you into a, a healthier state and then weight loss is a side effect opposed to hey, let's treat your body like a rental car and trash it just so you can lose weight and be skinny. You're not going to have your health. So what's the point?
0: Right, And that's what you know, we run into when we start talking about weight loss. So anytime we, you know, we are approached about doing some sort of seminar that is involved with weight loss. I'm always a little bit hesitant because that's not really my specialty. I think foremost for, um, foremost, I really focus on, and I know you do too, it's health and performance. because to me, when those two things come together, then, you know, you get your health on board with being active. Weight loss naturally comes. It's just something that naturally happens. But, you know, I will say we have to, you know, constantly, I know people constantly battle, like, what does the scale say? What does the scale say? If I, I will tell you, if I looked at my scale, I would be sad. I'm heavy, <laughs> but I, why am I heavy? This is These are important questions to ask yourself. Why, are, why is the scale saying more than you would like it to? Is it because you actually have fat weight to lose, or do you have more muscle than you did before? And is your body composition changing? We know that a, a lot of you guys already know this stuff, but these are just things that we've been dwelling on a little bit over our time off. And, you know, it always comes back to that, bad word that we we view as a bad word, calories.
1: Calories. That's one thing that I have discovered over this time of what I really want to focus on is the fact that I think calories are, are total BS and it's it's distracting everyone from the real picture of what you need to be focusing on. Now, I'm not saying that if you focus on calories, you're wrong. I'm not saying that because that's the only way people... I use my little air quotes that nobody saw. People (laughs) have to measure their food. When what we really want to focus on, if you stop focusing on calories and just focus on nutrients, that's the only thing you focus on. Then it changes how you look at food. And we've seen this play out in, you know, like the CrossFit arena. Like we we pay attention to people who are in CrossFit and kind of what they do and because we like to see to see people perform and they perform on a high level, and that's fun to watch.
0: It is fun to watch. And and something that we notice a lot is we'll we'll go back and we'll watch certain athletes when they especially when they do a video about what they eat in a day or how they prepare for competitions. And you know, it's interesting to watch the different types of preparing. And there's always a lot of carbs involved for most athletes in that kind of sport. And sometimes they're trashy carbs. And then they don't maybe perform at the level that they wanted to. And then, you know, if you have somebody that's eating cleaner, oftentimes you'll find that they go a lot more time injury free, which is a big deal when you're in a competitive sport and we even see that and i know some people may not be watching the nfl but just in this vein you'll see this a lot with with high level sports athletes even in the nfl you'll you'll see non contact injuries why do people have non contact injuries in a sport like that it's because they're eating in a way that's not promoting health, maybe. Maybe they're eating too many carbs, and what do we know that does? Well, it goes to the joints, and it kind of deteriorates them. Those joints, those tendons, those ligaments, and then you have non-contact injuries where somebody just steps hard and busts their knee.
1: Right, and, and it's, it's interesting to see how those people treat their bodies because they think you have to sacrifice a little bit of health to gain performance. And I think over the, the long term, that's a really bad position to take because you've noticed it very well when you when you pay attention to the younger athletes, you know, early 20s, they will eat some pretty poor food choices like Cocoa Puffs and Frosted Flakes and whatever is out there, you know, because they can. And as they age, if if they want to continue to be an elite athlete, they change their stance on diet and they eliminate those things because they no longer become uh, related to their goals And and there's a a, again, there's a health cost you pay for eating those poor foods in in joint health, in in skin health, in in mental health. There's all those things that go along with it. Exactly. And then people start to realize that.
0: Yeah. And okay, for me, today it's my birthday.
1: Oh yay, it's Melody's birthday. This is October eighth.
0: Yeah. Oh, and if you have a mom like mine, she puts your full legal name, all your names. On Facebook with your date of birth and year, just so everybody knows. I was
1: surprised you didn't throw your social. I was
0: waiting for my social to go on there. So I love my mom, but she's so funny about like cybersecurity. And then she turns around and does something like that, which makes me laugh. Cause I'm like, why didn't you just put my social up there with it and my address and all that stuff too. Sure. So, you know, tell them my door's open while you're at it, you know, (laughs) anyway, she's
1: she's not home right now.
0: She's not, she's with me. She's like an hour away from her house. So here's the address. No, everybody, you know, if you have a mom, if you are a mom, maybe you do this. Maybe your mom does this. It's Hilarious. I'm sure I'll do something stupid. Well, no, my mom's not stupid. I shouldn't say that. I'm Joe Biden. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> anyway, not, not going to Hey, get come on, man. Look, hey. the thing, you
1: know, end oh, of quote.
0: Not, not going to get political there. So, today's my birthday. Turning 49. You can figure out the year. It's October the 8th. Um, <laughs> but, being that we are getting older... It is really important to start focusing on things like our health, um, obviously, and we've been doing that. Oh, look, Keto Train.
1: It's the Keto Train going to Keto Town. It's loud. And it's loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. So being, you know, that I'm 49 today and uh, obviously a little more close to 50 now, um I'm really wanting to see how long I can I can stay as active as I am and even become more active which means that you can't sacrifice some of these things like nutrients over, you know, weight loss. If I was concerned about weight loss right now, you know, it would be a totally different story. I'd be eating different. So, right now if you follow us on Instagram, you've probably seen what I'm doing. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you probably want to do that because what are you doing? Why are you even here? (laughs) Um, But you know, you should go to Instagram and follow our stories because Steve is never on there. No. Unless I actually catch him in a video working out, but I post a lot about what we're eating, what I'm eating. And I get a lot of questions from women, my age about that and hormones and things like, you know, to that nature, especially when we get into that pre menopausal menopausal age. And the thing that I've started doing, I've tried a few different things. We did the high protein. If you were here before, we went that way. I felt tired sometimes. Now I've totally switched. Now I'm doing a two grams of fat per one gram of protein ratio. And I'm counting the best I can when I can. I'm just, I kind of know what it looks like. I eat the same things every day. But I will say with the zero carbs um, during the daytime, I feel great.
1: Right, you don't feel like you're sacrificing performance for the little experiment you're doing.
0: Right, and I feel like if you're going to do higher you know doses of activity, let's mm-hmm. say you want to do CrossFit or you want to do do things like that, higher fat is your friend. I have felt so good in my workouts and I've slept good and all of you who've been here before know that I struggled with my sleep for a while. And it's been really good, knock on wood. I probably shouldn't even say that.
1: Well, and the other thing that higher fat, you know, us doing our research, higher fat can be good for weight loss.
0: It actually can be, yeah. And why is that?
1: People might be interested to know.
0: Well, why don't you tell them? You're so smart. Because I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs)
1: Uh, Because when you're eating higher fat, that most likely means you're eating low carbs. So um, what stores fat? What hormone has to be used to store fat?
0: Well... You know, If you don't eat any carbs, you're not spiking your insulin. And insulin what's going to tell us to store our fat, mm-hmm. store more fat. And if, if you look at the three macronutrients, and a lot of you probably already know this because you're rock stars, um, that fat is the one thing that doesn't spike insulin out right. of the three macronutrients. So it's interesting because I've been reading Ben Beckman's uh, book, Why We Get Sick. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. And I've gone back over some of the things. And really, it all comes down to the insulin factor. Like once you get your insulin under control, and so many illnesses are driven by insulin resistance. And if you really want to get healthy, you have to start looking at the things that spike insulin. And it's pretty easy when you go carnivore. um, If you're eating fatty meat, it can become an issue if you eat too lean and you eat a lot of protein, then that, that might be a problem for some people. But man, I will tell you my ketones and I'm not a ketone chaser, but I bought more strips and my ketones have been off the hook. And everybody knows that we usually drink the exogenous ketones. I totally cut that out three weeks ago and I've been checking my ketones and they're through the roof. Like, For a keto person, it's the numbers that people dream of. I'm like 3.0, 1.5, 2.6, you know.
1: And that just shows you something we always say. Exogenous ketones aren't required. They're a tool that you can use for certain things. Um, and, And we haven't been using it as much just to see... Kind of how we feel and what happens. There's there are times when it helps to add exogenous ketones if you have severe chronic inflammation or you have uh, blood glucose uh, blood glucose dysregulation things you want to work with. That's when you know exogenous ketones might be a better tool. But right now we're not feeling that uh, we need them in our tool bag.
0: No, I'm you know I thought well maybe I'll still use them for workouts and it turns out no need no right. need at all. Right, and I'm fine with that. I will you know I like them for. Like I've said before, when I didn't have a good night's sleep, which causes insulin resistance, just one night of bad sleep can make you more insulin resistant the next day. That's when I throw them in because it's a good tool to drive your blood glucose down and give you the ketones to work with for the day. It makes you feel like you've had a full night of rest. Mm -hmm. So I'm for them. But I wanted to do this to see what it was like without them, and not use them as a crutch, or not have extra. Obviously, if my ketones are like two point five, I don't need anything additional. No, don't. that would be stupid and like throwing stuff down the drain. Yeah,
1: unless you're doing like a long three hour like bike ride, it might be might be beneficial to throw them in there. But
0: right, other right. Other
1: than that, and that's when you get in the difference between you know what we call recreational, you know, people who work out and elite athletes who work out. There's a difference in. And how you're going to fuel? Some of it I don't agree with. Some of it I understand. Um, I'm reading a book now that that talks a lot about that. It's all about performance and diet. And um, the problem is, is it's there's so much conflicting information out there. And this is kind of where I got into the like, I just I'm so tired of calories. I'm so tired of it mm-hmm. because the book talks so much about calories and like you got to do this, you got to have calories this and calories that. And then it talks about you know like intermittent fasting and time restricted feeding, and it says. It doesn't matter how many calories you eat. If you just eat this in this window, then you lose weight. It doesn't matter. I'm like, well, how can calories matter? And then you tell me, oh, by the way, the measurement of calories is usually about 30% off. And then in the next page, tell me it's the most accurate way to measure food.
0: Yeah, the book you're reading is super contradictory. but And, and that's crazy. the problem with most nutrition information out there in in regards to weight loss and performance is that there's a lot of misinformation or bad information, or it's just like, this is as good as we can get it. Because when you're using calories, it is off. It's going to take a ribeye steak, for instance, to put two different ones from two different places, or even two different ones from your same grocery store next to each other. They're going to have different, they could weigh the same, but have a different amount of protein and fat. With each steak, you just can't. It's gonna be off,
1: right? Unless you are specifically weighing each portion of food.
0: Like okay, you'd have to cut all the fat out of it, and but, that's impossible. But
1: even if that, if you're doing that, so if you're that, if you're that detailed to weighing your food, cutting it, weighing it, you're still, you still could be thirty percent off, depending on how how nu- nutritious the food is. And that's the thing. So why are we focused on calories when it's really nutrients that our bodies require.
0: Yeah, that's what your body recognizes.
1: Right. So when, you know, I'm reading this book and they're talking about performance and they're saying if you if you cut carbs, you're going to cut performance. Essentially, that's what the point they get to. Uh, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it at all because every study they give you is is a short 4-week or under study where they took people and they compared performance to the, you know, the high carb eaters and the low carb eaters and most of these people were not properly adapted.
0: Right. And that's a big That's a big flaw in the system there when you start measuring.
1: Now, now, do I believe that that it's not true that people that add some carbs around, around workouts have better performance? No, I totally think they can. If that's how their body is set up to operate, then that's optimal for them. However, I argue that if someone has been fat adapted and has been eating a keto, carnivore, some type of diet where it's lower carb on the low end, that your body is going to adapt to that and your performance will be just as good as if you were a high carb eater.
0: Yeah. I, I I, mean, I will say I can't talk for, I can't speak for anybody else. All I can say is what's happened to me over the last three weeks of doing a higher fat ratio is that the first week of doing that, I felt like I had so much energy. I could barely contain myself. I was sleeping well but I was only sleeping five or, six, five or six hours a night. I would fall asleep and then I'd wake up at like 3.30. And I was like, well, I'm awake. I'd try to force myself to go back to sleep for a little while and then get up at 5 or 5.30. And now when what I noticed was my ketones had ramped up a whole lot during that first week. And I think even when you go to a high fat and you're a good fat burner, like, cause we've been doing this for a long time, mm-hmm. I think adding in, I added in extra coconut, just coconut oil and extra fat. And now, I mean, I guess I was making ketones so well that I had all this extra energy, which is what people want from carbohydrates.
1: Right, right. That's, so, the, that's the funny thing is too many carbohydrates will make you sluggish.
0: Right. But guess what? My blood sugar was even all that time. In fact, it got a little low for me. I thought like I was like, whoa, I haven't seen my blood sugar that like in the low, like in the 70s. For me, that's not very normal. I run about in the 80s all the time. Um, And so when it starts dipping down, I feel a little bit like, whoo. And that was a day where we did like an all day 24 hour fat fast. And so On all fat, my ketones that day reached over 3.0 and my blood sugar was like at 70-something and I was like, whoa, I almost feel euphoric. It was strange. And I think that's what people are looking for when they start talking about performance and carbs. Like I could have gone out and worked out for hours that day. I felt so good. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's what I believe is your body will adapt. Over time, what we do when we we take these these elite level athletes I throw my air quotes out there again I'm doing that today no one can see nobody you. can see me but I'm doing it. Um, these athletes over time when you when you feed them that high carb diet and, and you make them believe that they have to have carbs to perform over time you're only making them weaker as they age they're only going to get weaker because that type of eating is going to destroy your system. It's going to make your joints weak, and it's going to eventually make you insulin resistant.
0: Also, when you can't go out and work out, you're just going to start storing fat.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's what happens is you make them believe that, that they need this energy, this carb to work out. So when they start to age and they start to get tired, what are they going to do? They're going to try to stack more carbs. Yeah. Which is just going to make them gain weight. And, and that's the trap. And that's a trap that I got stuck in. Like when when you know I was in late thirties early forties and I started to feel that that dip in performance that I I had kind of always taken for granted I thought man I I need to eat more carbs and drink more coffee and drink more coffee
0: <laughs> and that's a trap too what? or use a pre workout you know start getting into some stimulants
1: and and I totally did that I totally overstimulated my system with coffee pre workouts and and carbs to to the point where it. Well, I've talked about this before. I broke. I broke my system. I treated it like a rental car, and I broke it. But the only problem was there was nobody to take it back to. Right. I, I owned that car. So don't treat your body like a rental car because you own it.
0: Exactly. Maybe just give it some more fat and reduce your carbohydrates. That's been, it's, it's really not hard. A lot of people make this out to be so hard or, you know, what? It, it's really not. We've been, you know, I guess I'm saying that because we've been eating a carnivore style diet for almost three years. It'll be three years in January. And then we've been doing keto since roughly 2015 or so, I think. Somewhere in there, 2015. Yeah, yeah.
1: Probably, I would say uh, the early. Kind of got there in the early uh, months of 2015. Really, after June of 2015, it was it was full on.
0: Yeah, and you know, I was thinking about this today because um, it's ten years ago is when we kind of got to back together, <laughs> and um, I was thinking on my 39th birthday, I was really a wreck. You're like you? You got me at a hot mess point. Because I had been low-calorie dieting. Um, I lost so much weight. I was really not in great shape as far as, like, health-wise. But I wore a size, too. So, you know... Everybody was real proud of me, but...
1: Well, you were low-calorie, low-fat.
0: Low-calorie, low-fat. I was having, you know, breakouts on my back. I was having yeast infections, all these different things that were telltale signs that, you know, my digestion was a wreck. If I ate anything, I felt like I was pregnant and bloated and, you know, had the food baby all the time, but you know, I was skinny. Thank God. Right. Yeah. And I was, you know, I didn't really count calories. I just knew not to eat very much and it was miserable, but you know, that's before I really started focusing on the health aspect of it. And once we started doing this, all that bad stuff went away
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's, it wasn't really hard. It's not that difficult. Um, you know, how do you get started? Well, there's some real easy ways to get started, and if somebody's interested in it and you've never done it before, you can definitely contact us, and and we can get you started. Um, we even take new clients. Uh,
1: yep, yeah, absolutely. So but, you know, everything you just covered is is how we want to emphasize: skinny does not equal healthy, and that is the overarching theme of every food company out there. That right. To that you have to be skinny to be healthy. Healthy, right? And that is a hundred percent not true. Uh, we know that for a fact. Uh, because e- you know, even uh, I could, I mean, I mean, I could lose 10 pounds, I feel like that I could drop 10 pounds or feel like I need to drop 10 pounds kind of just to be a little faster for running and all that kind of stuff. But do I feel that I need it to be healthy? No, I don't.
0: Well, I, you know, I think for women, this has been like, and I say we talk about this stuff a lot because. The age group that we are, this has been the focus for so long. I mean, coming up in, you know, adult, early adult years in the 90s with the whole low-fat craze, it's just been a long time coming to undo all of that. And, you know, you see the effects of it in people that you deal with as clients or friends or whoever and family members The roller coaster dieting, the going low calorie, low fat, losing weight, dropping the weight, but then it coming back and coming back twofold or threefold when they gain it back. And it's just really hard to watch that happen to people because every time that happens, your metabolism is just a little bit more broken and it takes a a lot more work to get it back to where it needs to be every time we low calorie like that we're going to reset our metabolic set point to where our body's super smart it's going to be like well you're not eating very much clearly we need to just ratchet down the metabolism to where we're barely burning anything
1: yeah and there were so many things that that you know reduce your your resting metabolic rate you know low calorie will reduce your metabolism not enough sleep will will slow down or reduce your metabolism. Working out too hard, this is a great one, working out too hard can slow down your metabolism. So it's like everything that you think, you know, like that you need to do to lose weight and and get healthier goes against you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and reading some of the things we've read lately, especially about the high fat, is like when you eat high fat, no carb, there's almost free, there's my air quotes again, calories in there.
0: You know, because Ben Bakeman talked about that. And, and I keep referring to him because I'm reading this book right now Right, again. Makes sense. And he talks about that in one of his Instagram uh, stories or videos about how, you know, you can have this swing of 300 calories per day. And we say calories and I'm pretty sure he's like a calories are a ridiculous way to count person too. But that's all we've got. So you can have this swing in energy because of the way your body Utilizes things, and and we just want to kind of start moving away. And we've been doing this for a long time, telling you guys for a long time. We want to move away from the calorie talk into nutrients. Like, what is your body using as nutrients? Because your body has not a clue what a calorie
1: is. No, it doesn't, and that and that should be the conversation. And everybody should be having the conversation of we should force all the food companies to go away from calories and to label their food as nutrient dense. Not nutrient dense, what nutrients are in there, what nutrients are bioavailable, not that fortified crap they put in stuff.
0: I know. Well, I was um, doing some stuff the other day for a client and I was, you know, putting together a little bit of stuff about vegetables. And when I put in some information on romaine lettuce because of, you know, helping somebody out, I saw that in a food log, it tells you it has all this vitamin A, which is interesting. Because it doesn't have vitamin A. It has carotenoids or however you want, you know, it has, it has a, a form of vitamin A that you have to do magic in your digestive system to get it to turn into retinol, an actual usable form of vitamin A in your body. So it, it's very misleading when all these things are labeled at, you know with their nutrients because we do need that information. We're talking about that would really wig people out to have, like, what's bioavailable in a food? Like, is this a real form of vitamin A or one that if your digestion's all screwed up, you're probably not going to get so much? Right,
1: right. If we, if we started telling people that spinach did not give you iron because it's it's non-heme instead of heme, right. this, it was not an absorbable form. People would freak out, but that's, the, but that's the honest truth. And it's the same thing in this, in this book I'm reading. He'll talk about something, and, and, and multiple points in the book he's put in, in parentheses because carbs are healthy for your immune system. Keep saying that, but there's no, there's no reason that he says it. He doesn't say because of this reason when we know carb consumption blocks consumption of vitamin C. So one of the problems is, is mostly the, and he says it, most, most of these athletes are, are low in vitamin C, and I wonder why that is.
0: Oh well, yeah, because they're it, eating high carbs. Right. And it blocks the, the absorption of vitamin C from the food because they fight for that same receptor. And we've talked about that before. And it's just like this nutrition information out there is so it's so awful sometimes. And it's really hard to get good information. And so that's why we want to bring to you guys what we're doing. That is helping us because maybe it'll help you out. And, you know, I, I just, I, I really am enjoying eating all the fat. Oh, it's it's easy. It's so much better than having to worry about keeping the fat low. It's so hard for me to keep the fat low, Mm -hmm. low on the lower end of keto. I'm not going to say low because low for me is like, Low for me is like, ooh, if it's hundred grams, I'm like, really? That's it. <laughs> so, you know, those I'm, are rookie
1: numbers. You got to pump those numbers yeah, up. Yeah, you got
0: to get that. You, you're slacking. I'm pretty much <laughs> eating 200 grams of fat a day right now, which is so awesome. It's so much fun.
1: And a lot of people would totally freak out about that.
0: I, if you would have told my 25 year old self that I would have eaten 200 grams of car, of carbs, of fat in one day, I would have just died. I would have been like, you're crazy. I was eating 25 grams of fat a day. And that's what was wrong.
1: Yeah. And and it's a, it's amazing to think. So, you know, and everybody's like this. You grow and learn over time. I mean, we're no different than, than anyone else. If what you're doing is not working, then clearly you need to change it. So hopefully you guys are out there are doing the same thing, paying attention to, to what you're eating, how it's affecting you. And if you're making making progress towards your goals.
0: Right. And so this was our introduction introductory episode back from still in pandemic. We're
1: back, baby. <laughs> yeah. But we're still in pandemic so Hopefully, really.
0: hopefully people are starting to open back up. I know Texas here we're starting to open back up pretty well. We're the best.
1: Yeah, well, so, you know, Florida's already, like, they,
0: Yeah. South Dakota,
1: yeah. we can't leave them out. They're doing a lot of stuff.
0: They're doing good stuff.
1: Anyway, we don't want, and that's the thing is, it seemed like that was all there was to talk about at a certain point in time. And we decided that's not what we wanted to talk about. So we just kind of decided to take a break. That's why we did that.
0: We focused on business.
1: I, I took some me time, but I focused on me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so... <laughs> I guess until next time, we're back, so we'll see. This is what? What day is it? Thursday? I don't know when we're going to put this out. Probably today. Why not? Why not? So maybe we'll start doing Thursday episodes instead of Monday. We'll do. You know
1: what we're going to do? What? Whatever we want.
0: I guess. Right?
1: All right. Hey, we appreciate you guys tuning in. It's fun. It's good to be back. It felt good to to get out here and talk again. Rattle our traps. Rattle our traps. So So if you
0: are looking for help... Don't call us. No, <laughs> do call us. Um, if you are looking for help getting started, um, you can go to our website, thetacticalkitchen.com. You can set up a 15-minute complimentary consultation with me or Steve or both of us. And we would love to talk to you about your goals and what you have um, that you need to work on and how we can help you.
1: Mm-hmm. Until next time, go out there, eat super high fat, and prosper thanks for listening to the tactical kitchen hit subscribe and leave us a review
0: don't forget to send your questions to vtkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website thetacticalkitchen.com